Are you a small business owner or someone who has a real interest in building your own brand? Then deep dive into the UP Consulting Group's Business Building Bootcamp, the annual convention and training camp for entrepreneurial spirits. Join us this March 5 and 6 to discover how you can unlock your business potential. This episode is brought to you by Life Design that gets you out of bed. Add more life into your years. Get unstuck, flourish. This is the Independent Collective. Stories that inform, empower, and inspire. I'm your host, Leah Angela Shoko. Happy Saturday and a great January 15th to you all. Can you believe it? We are halfway through the first month of 2022 already. And to celebrate week two of January 2022, we have not one, but two guests on today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls interested in making your mark in the Philippines startup world, you are in for a treat because with me are the CEO and the business development executive of Lion Software Technologies, a Filipino startup creating platforms to enable virtual learning. More about Lion in this interview and for now, here's our big two, CEO and product owner of Lion, Jason Daniega and Business Development Executive Dan Arambolo. Jason will also be one of our panel participants for our event this January 31. Learn more about the event on our show notes. And now, let's get to the episode. All right, welcome back to the Independent Collective. With me today is not one, but two co-founders and executives of the famous and successful Lion.com, or simply Lion. So welcome, Jason Daniega, CEO, and Dan Arambolo, Head of Business Operations. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Pleasure to be here, Leah. <laughs> awesome. How are you? How's your 2022 so far? Uh, COVID. COVID and more COVID. But <laughs> uh, think, think, thankfully, you know, my mom's a nurse, so we have a lot of, like, medicine stockpiled we didn't have to line up or anything but i'm not sure so sure about jason uh, how yeah, are you uh, feeling over there yeah i also got covid in uh re- very very recently uh and almost the entire team got uh, affected by it like half of it got affected and half is stuck dealing with family members that are affected by covid but uh thankfully you know we've been making adjustments and so far things are have been going pretty well and uh on the business side you know things are looking very promising with the hard start of 2022. So yeah, pretty good so far. Uh, except the COVID thing. <laughs> I love the optimism behind, like obviously a very serious matter, but sure, I hope you guys get well soon. Yeah, that was like a pretty rough start, but you had to like transition to like a more happy vibe or tone. I want to ask you an icebreaker question. Are you ready for it? Oh, sure. I think so. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. So the question is, if you could go back in time and meet anyone for a whole day, at what time period would you want to visit and who would that person be and why? Yeah, I definitely want to visit myself. <laughs> I don't know if that answer is like conceited, but I just want to let myself, you know, know about a couple of insider things. Like, you know, uh, when you were 10 years old, you told your parents to invest in Gorilla Glass. 
they should have done that. <laughs> uh, first of all, like you need to invest in Tesla, GameStop, <laughs> Dogecoin. <laughs> Dan, put all of your life savings there. I swear, it's gonna pay off. You're gonna be rich at twenty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, Lion, it's community building. It's gonna be a big thing in 2020 because there's gonna be a pandemic. Newsflash. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's a great thing to get started uh, really, really early. Uh, while everything, there's a lot of time still. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's probably Gary Tan. I'm not sure if you're familiar. He has a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah, he has a lot of uh, information about YC stuff and uh, being a venture capitalist. He's also like a very successful entrepreneur. It was super exciting to me because he replied to me on Instagram. Like, I was asking for advice back then. But unfortunately, he said that, you know, he had a portfolio that's very similar to ours. But now that the idea is very, very different, uh, I'd love to go back and meet him and like propose to him this different idea. He actually had really good insights. And us at Lion, Dan and I, we literally started from zero with no knowledge about startups at all. Um, I feel like if we met a mentor like Gary Tan at the very beginning of our startup life, like we would have avoided a lot of mistakes because our entire lifetime, it's literally like uh, move fast and break things. Like we learned by failing. And we just didn't relent. And, you know, um, if I had the opportunity to meet a, a very good mentor at the start, like, that would have been a, a really big game changer. Yeah, super agree with that. We lose because because we win, like, in Emily Dickinson's words. So um, I love how both your answers always connect to Lion, even when this is a non-Lion <laughs> oh. question. <laughs> so We're, clearly, yeah. yeah. Entrepreneurship, you never yeah. sleep. Yeah, <laughs> so we, always promote, we always promote. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I just love that. So now let's get on the lion. And you guys, you've created such a rocket ship, you know? And I really want to dive into the days before building lion. So I want to know how you guys came up with the idea. What was that moment that really pushed you to make this happen? Okay, buckle up a bit. This is going to be a, a bit of a long story, but I'll try to keep it short. Um, we actually experienced a lot of pivots already on Lion, but, but the very beginning was actually right after I failed my thesis project. <laughs> I, I felt like I had something to prove. And uh, at that point, like, uh, I realized to myself that I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And since I had the free time to do it, might as well get started while I'm a college student. So it was actually a very, uh, um, how would I say this, a turning point in my life because I actually was the only one to pass the internship interview for one of the top employers for IT in the Philippines. And I had to choose if I was going to work on my idea or actually end up interning for that company. And I really wanted to work on my idea. So I kind of find, found a hack. Because obviously, I couldn't intern for my own company. <laughs> DLSU would like not let me do that. So the internship policy was I needed to um, um, work for a company that's been around for two years. And I kind of had, uh, I found a workaround. Like I applied my startup to the university's incubator, which was around for two years already. And I asked the director of the incubator if I could work on my idea during my internship and so that actually what ended up happening like for the most part i managed myself for the whole internship and i got to work on my idea yeah, the start of the idea was actually when i was attending uh, a blockchain summit in makati i was or i was supposed to att attend the blockchain summit in makati but i never got there i ended up being lost for four hours 
and my battery died. <laughs> so I didn't get to watch the seminar at all, and I was lost. So I was like, why can't I watch this seminar at home, you know? And that was the first idea. Like, could I stream, like, seminars online and just watch it at home? And I tried to offer it to students. And when I was working on this idea, I had the opportunity to test it out in De La Salle, because I'm a La Salian. Um, I was supposed to stream, like, the DLSU, um, I think, D-Tech Summit. Or and when I was working on that idea, I was working with my incubator, Animal Labs, and that's actually when I met Dan. I met him outside the incubator. He had this booth at the time. He was like part of Unbox, right, Dan? Yeah, yeah. It's just like the startup organ in the Yeah, and, basically. Yeah, and at the time, I was it was only me, and I was I had a tech background. I knew nothing about business, and interestingly enough, it's not the first time I've heard of Dan. Like. From my friends in Comet, uh, Comet was like uh, the premier tech research org in La Salle at the time. I heard about Dan from my friends. They told me that they were working on another startup and Dan was leading it. Uh, but after, uh, due to a multitude of reasons, it didn't actually work out. But I knew from their stories that Dan was a very good business guy. And I said, you know, I needed to get uh, insights from this guy. He's a very good business guy. He could probably help me out with my, uh, you know, tech endeavors. So I ended up talking with Dan. Um, I told him about my idea. Uh, at first, he really didn't like it, but we ended up meeting each other like more times than one through mere coincidence. And I don't know if it's just actually. Let me clarify yeah. here. It wasn't coincidence. Like Jason would follow <laughs> me to the bathroom. He's like, "Hey, man, <laughs> I, I really needed a business guy." <laughs> hey, you know, I'm still doing that idea. Because I remember that time, like, I was asking him like the really hard questions, like what's the vision behind this? Like, what's where do you see this going? Like, how is this going to work economically and stuff? And like uh, at that time, you know, uh, that's actually where I I saw myself. Like, you know what, Jason's a really like talented tech guy, and if ever like we team up, parang feeling go solid. But anyway, Jason, yeah, go ahead. And uh, <laughs> after following him to the bathroom and convincing him. A lot more times, we actually ended up working together along with some of my batchmates in college at the time. And we started working on the idea. At first, as I mentioned, we streamed like this big La Salle event online. And I tested if, like, will students actually pay to just watch it at home? Spoiler, no one paid. <laughs> but we learned a lot of things. And I went to my Tito for advice. And he said, you know who actually needs this? Professionals. And we found out that there's this law called CPD, Continuing Professional Development. It's a law that requires all licensed professionals in the country to um, attend seminars to renew their license. So doctors, nurses, engineers, they all have to attend seminars. Um, but the problem was all of these seminars are only available in the metropolitan areas. So we actually saw an opportunity there. So before the pandemic, what we did was we partnered up with this media company. They had cameras. We brought the cameras into the seminar rooms. We streamed it on YouTube. And then we gave the examinations through Google Forms. And we gave them the certificates afterwards. Like, we emailed them one by one. And we actually made a lot of money from that gig. <laughs> and so much so that we were ready to create our own platform. Like, to stream it outside YouTube and have our very own streaming platform. But at the time, we also discovered that what we were doing was illegal. <laughs> We dis we, uh, we discovered that, oh, this is not allowed by PRC. What a surprise. <laughs> so we actually ended up spending like 
three six months three months yeah every day yeah, three to six months um you know la salle is very near to prc right prc is in ccp so it's kind of like walking distance so dan and i every day would just go there to annoy the head of prc and tell her like you know this idea could really help a lot of professionals people are loving it so far can we allow it and after three months they uh they finally budged and they said fine and they released a document having all of the things we requested word for word and it ended up becoming like the resolution 1207 of prc so that was a very high moment for us and yeah and at that point jason and i a bunch of teenagers changed the law yeah so like yeah they really like put it into paper like and made it official like it's part of the law now which is crazy yeah so that was a pretty a pretty big milestone for us and after that we were ready to build the platform and we actually have clients waiting for already um but as i said things rarely work out in startups after we changed the law pandemic hits <laughs> and after the pandemic hit prc kind of shot themselves in the foot they said okay guys no more cpd for everyone so we're kind of stuck in a hard place like right after we just changed the law so we could work on our business model they they come up with this thing and um you know we we firmly believe that what really separates like the people who succeed in startups and the people who don't is you know at what point are you willing to relent and for dan and i it was like it was never a choice like whatever happens we're gonna keep on pushing so we ended up pivoting instead of cpd we worked with a lot of educational creators so people who wanted to sell courses online uh, we changed the whole product from like having cameras and putting it in seminar rooms we created a product that will allow you to stream uh, through your webcam and like do quizzes give out certificates things like that and for the most part of the pandemic we worked on that product and we actually had a lot of clients but after working with them a while for a while we discovered that their students needed to be engaged a little bit more like they needed the platform where they can engage their students a little bit better so they become repeat customers because what happens was people buy their courses but they don't come back because they're not as engaged as they would like to be so we thought why don't we create like a, a product that will let them communicate better with their students and for the students to have you know a better learning experience if i can interject as well uh this is where it gets really interesting because for a lot of trainers, ideally, when you get clients online, you don't want them to be a student just one time. You want them to be a student forever, right? But if you're a no-name brand just establishing yourself within the pandemic, it's going to be difficult for you to come up with that branding, right? The same way LaSalle calls its students LaSallean, Ateneo calls their students Ateneans. Like, if you are a, you know ABC company, like, what do you call? How can you do the same thing? For your students and it's the key there is really engaging a community we um discover that community is a really big aspect when it comes to learning that's why cohort schools are also becoming a thing in 2021 and 2022 like students are looking for that extra layer of engagement while they're learning online um and we figured that building a community product for educators would be a very very good move and it ended up being better than we thought <laughs> after telling our clients that will be building a community product with them and like sending them a few prototypes they actually told their friends about it and you know on, on the late part of 2021 
we had like 50 businesses <laughs> come to approach us saying they also want to build communities for their businesses. It was surprising because before, like we had the product but no business. But the late stages of 2021, we had a lot of business but no product. But that's already a very good problem to have. And that's how the current line came to be. Like what we're currently building is a tool that will help um, businesses and people create their own communities. And yeah, that's what we're launching soon in 2022. And it all stemmed from yeah. that long story. But essentially also, just to add to what Jason was saying on the latter end, working with a lot of content creators, let alone if you're small, uh, it's so important for you to connect with people, to create suke, uh, you know, people, customers all the time. Um, and it turns out that after working with these guys, uh, being content creators, you know, selling content for them, engaging their customers so that they come back for more, even more content. It turns out that in a world that's fully digital, like ours today, where everything happens online since we can't physically meet anymore, businesses also want to be like content creators in the sense that they want to have that connection that content creators have with their customers. And that's really the gist of our product, right? We, we want to create like a community-driven experience that will help you generate some sort of economic benefit from talking to your community. In a way, that's sort of what we do. We do we, we build a community-building product just for that. So yeah. Wow, what a crazy uh, wild story. And I just want to go back to what Jason said about how it was illegal before, now it's legal now. I just feel like you guys were so lucky. You didn't get to work with like the lawyers, like advanced kind of like classes thing the MCLE, because it would have been a big trouble for you guys to be like, wow. And yeah, I, I super agree with how you guys should be relentless in terms of like putting up a startup and making it successful. So in line with that, I'm so interested if you guys are willing to give me a quick 60 second or so elevator pitch about Lion and specifically yourselves as, you know, executives in the startup or company. So for me, I'm Jason. Uh, I'm the CEO. I set the vision for the company and make sure that you know everyone's rowing towards the same direction and everyone's motivated in the team. Essentially, my job is to be the captain. I know that um, the team in line is comprised of all superstars, but you know they need someone to guide them towards the right direction. And as for the company, what we do is we help businesses engage their customers seamlessly in a way that generates economic benefit. And that's kind of the ethos of Lion, to be able to help you do that. You know, if people ask us, like, what is Lion? Mm -hmm. Well, it's basically a way for you to talk to your customers mm -hmm. and get some benefit out of that whole activity. <laughs> basically, right? Where our goals are different, Jason and I. I mean, Jason is out there leading us all the time. I'm, I'm at the background all the time, making sure that Jason always looks good. <laughs> like making sure that, you know, the team is together, the team is well taken care of. Uh, and also I handle a lot of the, the since I'm the non-tech guy, uh, Jason has a tech background. We're a company of just engineers. Uh, I do the, all the non-tech things. So like, you know, accounting, the boring stuff, the finance, but you know, it's all good. Uh, I actually enjoy it. And uh, I guess the best part about all of these things, having your own company uh, is really just working with the amazing team that we have. Mm -hmm. Like every yeah. day um, at my age, I'm, I'm not sure how many people can say that, but at my age, I can say that I'm working on my dream yeah. job. 
and it's it's all it's it's due in fact like to everybody who's part of the team and it's just a, a great place yeah. to work and you know my job to keep yeah. it that way <laughs> yeah, i can see like your dynamic yeah. and like your chemistry and you guys remind me of this work relationship between i'm pretty sure you know him elon musk and his coo gwen shotwell so when they describe each other elon was like the vision setter so he would set all these crazy goals and i feel like jason's doing that and then gwen his coo and president actually um would make sure that the team would reach all those goals while not like going crazy so it's not boring dan like kudos to you for <laughs> actually doing that Yeah, and it's not always like that. Like sometimes when it comes to product, Dan would think of something really great, and it's now mm-hmm. my turn to like kind of execute it. It's not always me that's setting the vision. As I said, there's a lot of superstars in the team, yeah. and yeah, it's actually not so much uh, Elon and his COO, but more so actually the founders of Google, Google. Larry oh. Page, <laughs> like Sergey Sergey Brin and Larry Page over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's more so that dynamic. I haven't heard of him since Alphabet. Yeah, exactly. Because that's how we want to keep it. Like this is like our first appearance <laughs> yeah. here online. Because oh, <laughs> we try to keep it low key. Yeah. <laughs> But then, uh, yeah, like you should meet our CTO who can't be here today because he had like further, you know, stuff he had to do. But he is like yeah, our Sundar Pichai, <laughs> one of the best talented developers in the yeah. world. Like right now, and it, he's only what? How old like, is Adrian? Twenty-one. He's 20 already. Like when we met him, it was Adrian. I think he's twenty. Yeah. yeah, he's twenty years old, and he's CTO of a company that's you know, yeah. it's only going bigger and bigger. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Adrian, Diary, and to, and to James, and to Alexis, and to Kurt, <laughs> like the all-star members. Oh yeah, team. everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> and if I may add on to what you said, Jason, like I feel like in a startup, like roles or titles don't matter because everyone's doing everything um yeah so yeah i guess i agree with you in that way um and yeah so you've been through a lot you guys said you made pivots you had to convince actually um each other and i specifically jason to dan to work on this so in line with all those like ups and downs i want to know what advice you would give yourselves five or Like a couple of years ago, our entire life has pretty much been like a sitcom. It was full of like ups and downs. It's very stressful, but it's also very fun. As Dan mentioned, you know, we're very confident to say that we're already working on our dream job. You know, if we're paid a little bit more, like I would say, like perfect. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's okay. But yeah, the best advice I could probably give, like people like me who started out in college or planning to start out in college. Is you know the misconception for people starting out with an idea is like you know if I share my idea with people, people are gonna steal it. But you know, as a lot of mature founders know, like an idea is worth a dime a dozen here in this industry. The best thing you can actually do if you want to work on a startup is like share your idea, get it out there. People will help you validate it, and you know you can actually strengthen that idea and turn it into something feasible. And myself. Um, I was pretty shy back then, um, so I didn't really meet a lot of people. But after getting into startups, I got to work on myself. Uh, I got to develop my social skills, and I ended up talking to a lot of people. And one of the be- best things you can do if you're starting out 
you know, if you're starting to build your idea or like you want to start a startup, is meet other founders. Like that's probably the one best thing you can do. If you meet other founders, you can actually learn from their experience and they can actually give you advice and like introduce you to their network. And it's like a cascading effect. Like if you meet what one founder, they introduce you to the next and then get introduced to the next and like suddenly you know all these people that have all these accumulated experience and you get to learn from them. So if there's one thing that I would probably say to, you know, our 18, 19 year old listeners is like when you enter the scene, try to meet as many founders as you can. You know, it's a really fun, fun thing. And, you know, they're pretty cool, <laughs> pretty cool people. Yeah. Well, uh, no, Jason took oh. most of the good <laughs> answers already. Really? So. <laughs> I wanted to go first. Uh, no, but definitely like what Elon says about like starting a company is like eating <laughs> broken glass. Like it's so yeah. accurate. You know, you have to learn to incorporate that into your diet. Like, because if you're looking for, like, an easy way, like, you know, this is a great business, I'm going to make money, we're going to get investors, if it's going to happen, we're going to build an app. Like, if you have plans in your head, make sure that, I guess the best advice that I can give is if you have a plan, it's not going to happen. So you have to learn how to bounce back each time. Like, don't get too fixated on what you, like, for example, Jason and I, we started a streaming company. We are no longer in streaming. I guess we have streaming in our product, right? But we are no longer in that industry. And you have to learn when to give something up and when to pursue something else that's new. And you have to learn how to, to listen to feedback. And basically, you know, throughout all of these things, it's going to be very, very difficult. All of the things that they say online that how difficult it is to run a startup, it's an understatement to really how how difficult it is. Because Jason and I, um, I'm not sure if other founders can relate to this because it seems like our struggle has been, well, not to undermine any other people as well, but like our struggles were like pretty crazy, like health issues, financial issues like literally like jason and i are paying people like with our own money you know how much money lion owes me before like (laughs) like it's crazy you know and you have to learn how to take when people say like well when are you gonna get a real job or like dan you can't keep living here (laughs) or you know like uh all of those things you know uh that come with the pressures of trying to pursue your dream and although the, the silver lining here is that, you know, every second of it is really worth it. But you have to learn how to how to take all of that stress, all of the pain that comes with birthing uh, a, a startup that's going to actually change things. So, yeah, that's uh, and all. And if I may add, uh, I remember this one quote from everything that Dan said. Like, startups are an agnostic experimentation. It's like by Peter Thiel in one of his books. And it's very, very true. And like to give some people about an idea of what it would take when you're <laughs> building a startup, at some point, Dan and I, like we had no m- money for transportation and we needed to like get to a client. Because um, what we did before was we did carpet bombing. So what we did was, because if you email someone, it'll probably take them two, three weeks for them to respond to you. So what we do is like we email them and then we show up in their office and say, hey, I sent an email like three weeks ago and like at that point they have no choice but to talk to you and we actually found a lot of success by doing that and uh, at one point like we had no money to like go to a client's office so we ended up walking for like an hour and 30 minutes in the burning hot sun when we got to the office we were very sweaty so we spent like 
30 minutes in the bathroom cooling off, like, make ourselves presentable. <laughs> like, it was super hard. <laughs> yeah, it was super hard. And um, that's only, like, one of the things, parang, at some point, we were living off of, parang hati pa kami sa isang ulam, <laughs> para lang mabuhay kami, like, we lived off of yung mga pagkain sa Agno. And, um, as I mentioned, like, life was a, was like a sitcom. Like, when we experienced our highs, diba? Parang, <laughs> may biglang mangyayari. So, when we got our first investment, we were so happy about it. And our acting CTO at the time, one of my best friends, he told me, like, Hey, Jason, congratulations on the investment. Finally, it's happening for us. Can I treat you to a restaurant? And I was like, yeah, sure, man, sure. And he took me to this, like, restaurant in Benilde, like, yung sa top floor ng Benilde. I think it's for, by the students. So he bought me the most expensive steak there. He bought me like this really cool drink. And while I was eating, I was like really enjoying the food. He said, Jason, I have to go to France. I was like, oh, I, I can't curse. But, you know, what the <laughs> what the man? You know, I, we just got investment. So it was like, we got investment. Then our star developer at the time, I have to go to France to pursue master's degree. It's like, boom, season finale. <laughs> and we had to make adjustments. And this is one of the stories. It happened... So many times where Dan and I had to really make adjustments and we had to sacrifice a lot of things just to make sure that, you know, the company will stay alive and, you know, our dreams will stay alive. You should have seen us two years before. <laughs> we were way more attractive. <laughs> it just, everything, beauty fades, guys. Uh, especially when yeah. you're in startups. You twice <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. So just listening to your story, I feel like you guys have been through it all and you're literally married to Lion and I guess figuratively to each other. So yeah, kudos to you for sticking with it. I should tell my girlfriend, if I didn't have you, uh-huh. I'd probably be married to Dan. <laughs> that's how much time we spent with each other, like dealing with all these problems. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you guys are like a couple. I mean... Literally, okay. um, I, I yeah. went. No shade on that. No shade on that. But yeah, you've talked about like your ups and downs, and now let's talk about one of your biggest successes. I feel like as you mentioned about getting connected to founders, and obviously just that being a way for you to, I guess, scale Lion as well. So let's talk about incubators because apparently Lion is one of the babies of Brainsparks, which is one of the best, if not the best. Um, accelerate their programs here in the Philippines. So would you guys talk about your experience there? What was it like? Um, and how did it help you and specifically Lion in the long run? So the thing is, uh, the main person to no, know there, can you say his name? Keep it you give us permission yesterday. <laughs> Anywho, this, this very important person, I've known him for a while now, uh, primarily because I actually started startups really early. I think I was into startups 18. That's actually a bit late now. Because, you know, today, you know, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, they're, they're yeah. in the space already. Uh, but for me, at my age, like 18, at that mm-hmm. point, it was super young. Like, uh, I think 2015, the, the, there was barely anybody. There was about 300 people in the whole startup space. So everybody knew everybody. And as a child looking to learn from the world, I attended all the events. So everybody in the 300 people, they say sort of know me. Like, oh, that's the Bebo kid again. So, yeah, I was there all the time. And that's where I met him. And that's actually how we first got acquainted. Um, and then Jason came along. And that's he also met him at, a, at an event in Makati, uh, if I recall correctly. Kickstart. 
they had like a big event that time where we got to talking to him again and we told him about our initial idea the whole cpd thing and he said it made a lot of sense and since then we've been keeping like close tabs with him but it wasn't until uh maybe late 2020 when we actually started engaging him in a way that you know would be more inclusive in in terms of like the whole ideation process the whole validation process and from there like we learned of this vast network of people in like the cool people in tech it turns out we weren't part of that group at all <laughs> and eventually like you know he opened a lot of doors for us and we, we we saw a lot of things there as well and um i think what's really interesting is if this person approaches your company and starts working with you we've noticed that every like the moment that you start talking to him two years later you you experience like your first seed funding your series a and we're like hey jason what happened now two years <laughs> And they're thinking, okay, it looks like it's time now. <laughs> so yeah, he's 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 been great. Like essentially, just introducing us to so many people, uh, so many paying clients, like directing us in a way that you know would make more sense. Because the thing is, if you and Jason are you know if you're like us and you're working on something forever, and then you do it in the weekends and every time you have free time, you don't get like an outside perspective to things. And you always, you know, you come up with this crazy idea, and you think, "Yeah, Jason, you're so right, dude. We're gonna do it. Like that's that's so smart." And then we we talk to him about it, and he's like, "What, what are so you dumb. talking about?" <laughs> it's, it's very. It's, it's, uh, no. Did you guys <laughs> have you guys slept at all? <laughs> and uh, yeah, because he's really like someone that can keep you grounded, and it, it goes to say, talaga, like what Jason was saying, that if you ask. Uh, if you ask around, if you validate, mm-hmm. if you share all of these thoughts that you have with other founders and other people, um, they'll really direct you in in a great way. And that's basically what mm-hmm. BrainSparks sort of is. Like, it's a group of you know founders helping other founders and sharing that collective experience. One of the great things about BrainSparks is it's for founders by founders, and uh, I really believe it's above the rest because how dedicated they are and how actually they. Like they're really um, involved with how you do things. Like um, this guy, our mentor, um, when we started engaging with him like regularly, he's always there to actually wake us up when we're making really bad decisions. And when we were at our lowest point in our company, he said, "Guys, what you're doing is not making any sense anymore. What you need to do to do is go back to the drawing board." And you know, if you're a person with a lot of ego, going back. And like after you've encountered a lot of success with your company, going back to the drawing board is probably a really, really hard thing to do. And after that, we actually got to a way better position than we ever were because we understood the company better than ever before. And yeah, after like getting affiliated with the people he knew, um, we discovered this wide whole new world of startups that we weren't part of before. Uh, like the whole tech space were actually open to us now. Like we we met angels from foreign investors. We met other founders that are already successful. We found out about their stories. We got to talk to them, and really, it's like it's just reassuring that you know that people have your back. Like when you join BrainSparks, like people really have your back. Like they will they will really do their best to make sure that your company succeeds. So it's not just a matter of like you know I'm gonna make it into in an incubator. We have an arrangement. That's about it. 
but they will really like get involved. They will ask you every now and then, how's your business doing? Do you need more customers? Do you need the connection to here? And yeah, they always do. And like when they do, we say, yes, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, wow. Thanks for the tip. And yeah, before I head on to the next question, I just want to say, you guys really have to share that directory of, <laughs> of connections. Yeah, we will. don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> we will, we will. Yeah. Amazing. And if so- I may advertise a bit, like we're doing a product launch. A re-product launch, the new product that we were talking about, I think quarter two this year. So look out for that, viewers. Hopefully, um, you get to test it out and see for yourself. Ooh, so you giving, have a date? Giving, not yet, not yet. But uh, we're hoping Q2 this year. Amazing. Okay, so yeah, I'm down to like my last three questions. Um, and I feel like you've talked about this earlier, but if you could just agree on one super tough challenge what would that be so what's the toughest problem that you guys had to go through and how did you handle it at least for me uh, personally it's like mental strength <laughs> mental strength is the hardest part because like on one end if you're gonna be managing a team of really talented people usually what mm-hmm. comes with talent are big egos and you need to be able to work with that and also, you know, you need the mental strength because, you know, as young people um, doing a startup, your parents probably won't support you at the very beginning. So yeah, sure. you really have to push and, you know, you really have to prove something before they, you actually get their support. So on my end, I think that's the hardest part. Because when it comes to operational problems, man, and like problems about the company, I have full confidence that Dan and I could always solve it. But, you know, the hardest part is really the personal stuff. Like, you know, mm-hmm. hanging yeah. in there and making sure that you have sanity. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, if I can weigh in as well, um, another thing I think is a very teachable moment is that, like, with startups, it's not just about having money, the right team, the right product, the right problem, the right people. Uh, you really just, sometimes you have to get lucky also. <laughs> It's just crazy. Like, you know, you need that also because everything is going to fall apart, really. And, you know, with what Jason was saying, you know, Jason particularly, uh, very challenging for him because he's he's the leader and everything. And I guess if you're starting a company and you're young, um, there are a lot of, like, challenges that you have to really overcome. And these are probably challenges that people experience when they're in their late 30s or like maybe at early 40s when you're managing a team. Because uh, at one point also, Jason and I were managing 20 people, which is crazy, uh, I think, earlier on, right? Uh, but you know, like, like if you think about it, uh, you know, people, their motivations, uh, their ability to do things, it's, it's, it's really, it's just a bit of luck as well. Eh? Like, you need it because you don't know how... You know, basically, but Jason has all this confidence about how we we can solve things and move things forward. But uh, really, it's just been hard work and luck that's that's gotten us anywhere. Because the entire challenge, like since the pandemic, everything's just been so difficult. And if ever, like, I wouldn't say anything would rise above everything that's happened so far, <laughs> because it's really just it's all a painful and very very experience but I think you know the person that you become in that entire process that's the only thing that changes 
because uh, like you might have started it off a little young, a little green, but right now you know the more you mature into it, um, even though things are getting harder and harder, you eventually learn to become the person that fills in the shoes of whatever title you carry. Right. For example, about Jason, we didn't start out as a CEO. I didn't start out as head of like business, but eventually through all of that, uh, all of that tough, you know, those those tough periods, you you eventually just grow into it, basically. Wow, I agree. Those really just those really do sound tough. Um, and yeah, I, I think I read something about that too, about like how the biggest predictor of a startup success is luck and the right timing, so to speak. I think it was a Harvard Business Review article. And yeah, I super agree with you on that. And yeah, so in one sentence, what advice do you have for our audience who are interested in becoming a founder and or an entrepreneur like you? For me, um, two phrases instead of one sentence. Um, share your idea and meet other founders. Yeah, and uh, for me, uh, expect the worst because <laughs> wow. it's really like gonna arrive. You know? Expect the best, prepare yeah. for the worst. <laughs> I love yeah, the expect the best, prepare for the worst. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds better. <laughs> Thank you for the same there, Jason. Uh, yeah. to make it sound more positive, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you're gonna need it, you know, like the first thing you need to like lower when you get into startups is really like your pride because yeah. this whole process will humble you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very humbling experience. Talaga. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like once you guys start off like as entrepreneurs, I feel like you can never leave, you know, this world and go for employment. I feel like once, I don't know, it's like a taste of it. And I had this conversation with another CEO and founder and he said, I found my startup straight out of college. And even when it was failing, when I literally was bankrupt and all that, like I never thought of getting employed. Um, would you guys say the same thing? Yeah, like on my, for me, I think I would say the same thing. It's like a drug, right? But it's also, yeah. it's also really the, like knowing, knowing what the experience is like. Because part of why we built Lion is like, the ideal namin Dan is to like create a workspace that we both would enjoy working in. And that's what we have right now. So, you know, no matter what happens, we don't want to give that up. Like, we enjoy working with the people that we have. Yeah, right it's your yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't give it it's up. our dream job. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay, last yeah. question. Wow, thank you so much. We're almost done. We're almost done. <laughs> what are you excited about 2022 and why? It doesn't have to be related to Lion. Come on, it could be like a vacation or, I guess, a new something, <laughs> anything. What are you excited about? I think Dan and I would have the same answer. But for the first time, like, seed is like, like, things are starting to work out for us. Like, you know, the stars are aligning. All that we have to do is actually launch the product and make it run for three months. As we mentioned internally, three months na lang. Andito na yung mga pangarap namin. That's what we're excited about. Because <laughs> in three months, we're actually, you know, our dreams are going to come true. Like what we've wanted to do all along, like what everything that we've worked for for the past four years is finally going to culminate. And we're excited that that's happening this year. Wow. Yeah, well, but for me also, just uh, to build on top of that, um, I think, you know, it's it's hard to be like what well, Jason would relate 
uh, it's hard to be optimistic about anything yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it, it startups really crush your soul. Uh, but then I think what we're most excited about is that, you know, like we are preparing, for, uh, we are expect, we're trying to achieve the best yeah. and preparing for the worst. And all of the good things are coming through. And then so are the bad things. But the bad things we're always solving. So it's like, you know, continuous lang yung bad thing, ay, yung good things, and yung bad things na solve. So it's like, like I tell Jason sometimes, like, hey dude, are we, are we just, are we about to achieve something <laughs> <laughs> for the first time in like such a long time? No, like, I think, I think we're succeeding, <laughs> and I think that's the best thing that we might be excited about. I think this year is when it's gonna be really, really successful. Because like, I mean. Throughout all the milestones, uh, generating your first profits, mm-hmm. uh, generating like breaking even as a company, um, you know, maintaining a strong team, delivering a product, all of these things, like, had in, in like immense sacrifice, mm-hmm. and like it, it seems that twenty twenty is really the year it's about to pay off, and we're so excited about it because all of our clients are so also excited like we you you don't have any idea like how many messages we get like wow. hey guys this is done now i really want to pay you guys now and stuff and we're like really <laughs> and all of those things and you know everyone's just sharing in in what we've created and what we found and we're so happy to yeah. be of service yeah and to help and to be part of that excitement uh, and Seguro, that's that's what 2020 is going to be. Like, it might be, might be the year. Jason, it might be the year. <laughs> Correction, yeah, 2022. Yeah, I forgot about the year. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. too excited. I love the good excited. energy. Thank you for yeah. sending all the positive vibes. I'm claiming that this is going to be yeah. my year yeah. too. Manifest. Manifest. Yeah, I'm manifesting. So again, thank you so much, guys. What a wonderful time it has been. I learned so much from you and had so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our listeners. Thank you so much for no having worries, us. No worries. Thank you also for inviting us. It was really, us. really fun. And I hope you can invite us again in the future. Awesome. Till next time. Thanks. Hey, I'm Natalia. And I'm Leah. And we're the founders of Indigo. And we'd like to thank you for listening. We'd especially like to thank everyone who's been with us since day one. You guys are the real heroes behind our brand. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and on Instagram too. All our links are in the show notes. We've said this before, but we'll say it again. Thank you very much. Till next time.